Welcome to the Families of Character show. I'm your host, Jordan Langdon, and as a wife, mom, and licensed clinical social worker, you get practical parenting stories, research-based parenting solutions, and most of all, support. Lean in and let yourself be inspired and reminded of the gifts you have as a parent. Let's jump right in. Hey there. Did you know there are nine critical minutes of your child's day? I like to call these minutes windows of influence. These are the minutes that matter the most on a day-to-day basis for your child. And they're divided up into three-minute increments. Think about these. The first three minutes of the day when your child wakes up, how do you greet them? Are you rushing them out of bed or snuggling up to them and saying sweet things that you'd like to hear in the morning? The first three minutes when they get into your car after school, consider this. When you pick them up from school, that is the longest waking period of time your child has actually been separated from you, the time they've been away from you at school. So the way you greet each other after this long separation really matters to them. And then the last three minutes are the final minutes when you're tucking them into bed at night, their final experience with you before they drift off to sleep. Parents, in order to have a smooth transition back to school, simply being more aware of these nine minutes, these windows of influence in your child's day, And then working to make those really count will make a huge difference. So I want to share with you a few other best practices for a smooth transition back to school. And listen, if you are hearing this message in the middle of a school year, guess what? These practices still apply. First of all, just look back and reflect. It's always a gift when we can look back at the previous season that we are preparing to enter again, in this case, the school year, and then simply identify what went well. This gives us the opportunity to repeat those things that worked for us and then throw out those things that caused distress. After all, you are the expert on your life and the life of your children. I could tell you what works for me and my kids and how we do each thing in the morning and after school and in the evening during the school year, but you've been the one going through the routines and rhythms in your home, pivoting when things aren't working well and thanking God when you hit on something that was a game changer. You've been there. So trust your memory which is actually hilarious coming from me because everyone who knows me knows my memory is lacking for sure. But if you can't trust your memory, ask your kids or your spouse. Your kids will be straight up honest about what they remember that worked well for your morning and evening time together. I guarantee it. What you want to do is you want to focus in on those periods of the day that are most meaningful to your kids, those nine minutes. So when you take a minute and think back about last school year, think, 
How did we start our day? Did we wake up to an alarm clock? What wake-up time worked best for us? What breakfast gave my kids the best start? Did we use a morning checklist so everyone knew what was expected of them? What time did we leave the house to leave time for traffic and an on-time arrival? And then think about what worked best for pickup time. You know, some people bring snacks in their car for their kids. Did that work well for you or is that something you want to implement? Was there a specific song that you like to play and sing together to kind of shake off the day and get everybody reconnected? Maybe you asked a totally silly question of them right when they got in your car instead of the old, how was school today? I mean, did they jump in the car ready to talk about their day and have a positive, engaging experience? Or did they catch you on your phone, scrolling social media or finishing up a call? Or did you have the radio blasting and they felt like they couldn't connect with you? What worked? What went well? What was the best recipe for a positive after-school experience in your car where you reestablished that attachment bond after they had been gone from you for so long during the day? That's so important for their development to have a positive reattachment when you greet them. Then consider the evening routine. How did you plan your evenings that worked really well for everyone? Was there independent downtime for everyone so people could kind of recharge and do whatever they wanted? Did you have a meal plan that served you well and could work again this year? How did bedtime go? Did you do baths or showers in the morning or did you do them in the evening? And what were the words and the actions they got from you right before they fell asleep? And guys, We're not perfect at this. I definitely am not. I can use work on this every season. But if the answer for you is, man, bedtime is always a struggle. It's a fight every night. Just be gentle with yourself. Acknowledge that bedtime was really rough for you last year, you know, and you you want to do it different. Consider what you could change. Even just one small thing that might make those final three minutes more positive for everyone involved. So reflect back and don't just do this reflection exercise alone. Remember, we are better together. Engage your spouse and kids in this reflection exercise. Look back with them at your family rhythms, focusing super special attention on those nine minutes of the day and then build on from there. So aside from looking back and reflecting on last year to find those golden nuggets you want to repeat or continue, I want to encourage you to work smarter, not harder, on those things that you can pretty well guess will be part of your evening routine, like homework and nightly reading. Now, every school does things a little differently. Some make reading and homework mandatory, and your child's grade literally depends on whether they complete their homework and their reading log. And then others pose homework as extra credit or a soft recommendation. Whatever the situation, I encourage you to make a plan before school even starts so you can knock that stuff out in record time 
and then spend intentional time together as a family in those evening hours. Working smarter, not harder, could mean doing a family read aloud for their 20 minutes of required reading. I remember I used to beat my brains out going from room to room reading with each individual child for 20 to 30 minutes until I realized, man, we could kill two birds with one stone. And everyone actually prefers when we read a story aloud and involve the entire family. So we fulfill the requirement and we bond together as a family too. And whenever we would do this, nine times out of 10, we ended up reading longer than 20 minutes because everyone was really into the book we were reading. And we ended on a positive note too. And now that we're homeschooling, family read-alouds are one of our absolute favorite activities of the day. Actually, going back to homework and recommendations versus requirements, I want you to consider having a conversation with your child's teacher at back-to-school night or even the administration. Advocate for yourself and your child. Ask if they have a no-homework policy. Yeah, that's a thing. Remind them of your priority as a family to spend quality time together and that those windows of opportunity and those windows of influence you want with your child at night become decreased. Those windows close when kids are doing schoolwork at home. Remind them of that. Ask them about minimum required work. What does your child need to do to get by with the homework requirement if they're really strict? And it's it's just okay to be assertive and ask for what you want. If you need that permission, I'm giving it to you today. Your child spends eight hours a day doing schoolwork. It is reasonable to ask that they not have schoolwork at home. So for more on this topic about kind of schoolwork at home, I want you to go back and take a listen to episode 16. It's titled Homework and the Nightly Routine. That's packed with information on how you can go have a courageous conversation with your child's teacher or the school about the possibility of a no homework policy. And finally, one way, one practice for a smoother transition back to school is to consider having just a super simple weekly family huddle during your school year. Now, our entire family has experienced a transformation from this very simple meetup once a week on Sunday evenings. And all we do is circle up in the living room We say a quick prayer to open our time together and get ourselves ready to chat with each other. And then we look at our family calendar for the upcoming week so everyone can see all of the activities and engagements that we have going on. And we just go day by day through the calendar so everyone knows what the heck is going on for them and for the rest of the family. And then we talk about one thing that we're going to work on as a family over the upcoming week. And it's something that we phrase in a very positive way. Guys, we can do this. We're going to get out the door on time for school and leave 15 minutes early. Let's keep track of this. You know, if we're able to do this four out of the five days, 
let's have an ice cream party on Friday, right? Or maybe one thing that we work on is, you know what, let's prepare our lunches the night before so that that's not an extra step we have to take in the morning. Let's track that on our weekly calendar. And if we are able to do that, let's celebrate that the next time we huddle up on Sunday. And then after we talk about the one thing that we're going to focus in on and work together as a team to really crush in the upcoming week, we just close with another simple prayer to kind of close out our huddle. And then we pile our hands together like you do on the soccer field. And we count one, two, three, and yell, Team Langdon. I'm telling you, having that family connection the night before school starts for the week, and then we head off to work the next day as well, it's a game changer. Communicating the calendar helps kids be more prepared for their individual activities and events. And it prevents us, the parent, from feeling like a team of one, like we're the only one that knows what in the world is happening. And we are responsible for getting people everywhere and having all their belongings because we're the only ones that know. And then agreeing to work together on a common goal over the upcoming week, it helps unify everyone to do something that builds our character. Again, I'm telling you, this is seriously transformational. If you want to have a smooth transition back to school, implement a family huddle and just keep at it every single Sunday. You will be shocked the difference this makes for you and your kids. And for more information on the family huddle, just check out episode 59. It just came out a few episodes before this. It's called What Sports Teams and Families Have in Common. You'll find super simple analogies that get everyone on board to huddle up weekly. Why is this? Because we use common language that kids are used to when they're on the field with their coach during soccer or football or, you know, in the wrestling room or whatever it may be. They understand why they need to huddle up for sports. So check out that episode 59 just to pump you up for that language you need to get your family on board for these family huddles. You can also check out episode 44, where I interviewed my eight-year-old daughter about the benefits of a weekly family huddle. Man, kids are honest. Check out what she has to say about participating in over 200 weekly family huddles. It's awesome. That was such a fun episode to record with her. And then episode 10 is all about starting and maintaining your weekly family huddles and the benefits of keeping those going, episode 10. Do you see how much information we have on the weekly family huddle? It's our thing. It works to bring peace to your life as a parent, enjoy connection and trust back in your family. Check your email for the freebie that accompanies this podcast episode. It's a simple reflection exercise for you to do some writing about those nine special minutes, those three blocks of time with your kids that you want to focus on going smoothly this year. And if you're not already signed up to receive those emails, you can just go to familiesofcharacter.com and hit the subscribe button. You don't want to miss these free printables that accompany each of our podcasts when they launch each week. Guys, these are the best practices for a smooth transition 
back to school. Parents, look back. Do what worked last year, this year. Work smarter, not harder, and minimize schoolwork at home. Amp up a love for reading by trying a family read aloud. And then finally, start huddling up on Sundays to communicate your game plan with your team. And for extra resources and tools that'll help you out, visit our shop at familiesofcharacter.com. We've got downloadable charts for your kids to crush their morning and after school routines. And if you too could benefit from a simple morning routine and an evening routine chart, we've got you covered. Check out our five-star days family pack so you can all be scoring five-star days together. And then grab a copy of our most popular product. It's our kids journal. It's called The Best Me I Can Be. It is perfect for that nightly reading requirement. And it's packed with great stories, jokes, secret missions, and reflection exercise too. Great way to bond with your kids is to read from this journal together. Perfect read aloud. Parents, you've got this. No matter what point in the year you're listening to this, these same practices still work. It's never too late to try something new. Please share this podcast episode with your friends by just forwarding the episode in a simple text message to make it really easy for them to listen. We all need advice. We all need to reflect back and find what has worked for us in the past so we can implement it again in the future. So share this with your friends. We appreciate all the sharing of the podcast episodes that you do to help us reach more families. Guys, I'm always in your corner, and I'm going to catch you on another episode of the Families of Character Show. Take care.